Thank you for listening to Hurling Law's first immigration podcast. Um, today, we're going to talk briefly about the, the new skilled worker visa that's come into force on 1st of December 2020. Um, now, this system has replaced the previously known Tier 2 General Visa or Work Permit Sponsorship. Um, and from what we can see, there are a few advantages to this new scheme and, and also disadvantages. Um, as with the previous scheme, um, the employer will have to have a genuine job um, and the applicant will need to be able to demonstrate that they have a verified job offer from a licensed sponsor. So for those people that are already sponsored, the company will continue to be sponsored um, post uh, January, so when Brexit's in full swing. Um, but it's still the case that new employers that don't have a license will have to apply and the system in which to do that um, is more or less the same as before. Um, but another good advantage is that they've taken away the um, resident market labour test. So in theory, there's no need to advertise the job in order for um, the new applicant to apply for their visa. But as ever, it has to be a genuine um, job offer. Also, the minimum salary threshold seems to have been reduced. Um, so it should be between 23,040 and 25,599 uh, or more per annum. Um, but they've also said that if you are on the shortage occupation list, that the salary minimum can be reduced down to 20,480. So there are Again, a few more advantages to this new scheme. Um, and obviously it's going to be, you know, for what were EU nationals, they're going to have to come January apply under this scheme, although it is open as of the 1st of December. Um, going back to the minimum salary of 20480 it's not just for people in the shortage occupation list, it's also anyone with a PhD um, in w relevant to the potential role or a PhD in science, technology, engineering or mathematics. So that being said, the system, again, it would need a certificate of sponsorship from the licensed employer. Um, and probably the greatest part of this new system, certainly if you're on an intra-company transfer tier two, is that you can switch to this new system. So that means all the people that have had intra-company transfer thinking, well, they have to leave at the end of the period and go away from the UK for a cooling off period of 12 months. Well, that no longer exists. Um, but again, you'd have to find a licensed sponsor willing to employ you um, allowing you to then work for the new employer. But again, a, a great, great news for a lot of people who um, have spent a number of years in the UK on um, Tier 2 ICT, intercompany transfer, and thought, well, it's the end of the road. They have to go back. They've established their life here, but however, they can't continue. Um, that being said, it still doesn't qualify. The old ICT still doesn't qualify under the five-year settlement route. Um, it does qualify under 10 years, so if they've been continuously in the UK for 10 years on any visa, um, 
that's still eligible, but under the five years, they'd have to switch on, over to this new points-based system, skilled worker route, and wait another five years in the UK to then um, be eligible for settlement. And same goes for any dependents that are applying with them. Um, so again, the visa system is, is relatively straightforward, providing they have the license and the certificates of sponsorship. Um, it can all be done online. Um, documentation, as ever, can be uploaded as PDFs. And the booking of the biometric appointment is again it's, it's all simplified and streamlined. It can be done online. Um, obviously, it's a good idea to bring the originals of these documents to your biometric appointment um, because there have been issues with people in the past where the upload hasn't been sufficient and they've come unstuck when they come to the biometrics, which could delay um, delay things. Obviously, at the moment that this podcast is being done um, there are restrictions with covid so traveling um, and also there's a restriction in the number of the centers that are open and the number of people that can be processed so you need to take that into con consideration when applying and also if you are applying as an applicant remember you might have um, you know notice with your employer so make sure you time your application um, and your, your visa application and your notice with your employer well and do contact someone if you need help in that respect um so who can apply in country so most people can switch in country however they have now listed a few um, visa categories that can't switch in country um namely the visit visa which has always been the case Again, having said that, there are some workarounds because of COVID. Um, you can contact the Home Office and they can say, well, you can't travel because of COVID and we'll make an exception. You can apply now. However, this hopefully is only a temporary thing and, and COVID won't, won't be such a, a dominant force. And well, that being said, you won't be able to switch in country from the visit visa, um, short term student visa parent of a child student, domestic worker in a private household, seasonal worker, immigration bail, um, and anything that's outside of the immigration rules. So if that is relevant to you, you'd have to apply from your home country. You can't apply in country for this new skilled worker visa. Um, so the actual visa itself, as I say, it can be done online. The fees range from £610 to £1,048. Um, that depends on a number of things, namely the length of the visa. So if you're non-shortage occupation, you're the full whack for the fees. And if it's more than three years, you're the higher home office fee. If it's below that, you're the lower one. So the three years is the cutoff point. But again, you've got to take into consideration the um, immigration health surcharge of £600 that has to be paid per year, per person, per applicant. So if you have dependents, you're going to have to factor that in um, and it can end up being quite an expensive process. Um, there's also to take into consideration the 
this, this should be borne by your employer, but there is the, the 199 for the certificate that they have to issue the employee. Um, there's also skills surcharge, which the maximum can be up to £5,000 for the employer, again, dependent on the turnover of the business and the number of years of the visa. So it's 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 it can be you know it can be a big amount. Um, so it's something you need to discuss with your employer, and you also have to take into account how long you think you might stay here, um, how many years you've already had in the UK that would count towards settlement. So how long do you actually need? The ultimate goal being that five-year settlement, and then a year later, um, British citizenship. Um, now this is just a brief summary of the new system. So if there are any other questions, you know, please do ask. Um, any other differences? Well, it's a point system now, but it seems to be a lot lower um, than previously. Um, so I don't see there to be many restrictions. The costs, well, they are still there and will continue to, to be, uh, I believe. Um, and also with the certificates of sponsorship, I guess the last thing I should say, um, this is more relevant to employers uh, with a management system in place, that um, these skilled worker certificates are now called defined and undefined. So rather than being the unrestricted and restricted certificates that you remember from before, um, they'll, they'll, they're called undefined certificates for in-country applications and defined certificates for applicants who are going to be making um, an entry clearance application from abroad. Um, again, this is just a bit of a ramble at this stage because there's lots more information to take on. But again, if you have any questions, please do call me at Hurling Law or email info at hurlinglaw.com and um, someone should be able to assist you. I hope this has been of some help. Um, but if you have any questions, please do contact us or look on the UKVI website. A lot of information is there for you to take in. Okay, uh, thank you for listening.